I was just really happy whenever someone wanted to talk and whenever someone wanted to try out our product that I kind of forgot to, you know, set a clear framework for how are we actually going to convert these people from users into closed deals and revenue. You know, kind of like, okay, open the door and let everyone in and just like, you know, you want to try it, sure, go ahead. Like without putting too much thinking into what is, you know, our best sort of audience. But I let that go too loose for too long. So then you don't know which of these people is actually going to convert it into a paying customer. My name is Job Rietbergen and I'm co-founder and CEO at AlphaDog. This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. Like six months moonlighting. There's nothing on the backhand. Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know what to do next. took many goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. Our company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. Most proud of her team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was a Yes, we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, Mike. Took it off the shelf and dusted it off and tried it again. To ride the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really it's want it. Not just about technology. All this and more on Code Story. I'm your host, Noel Abhart, and today Hel Yabrit Berhen created a way for you, the developer, to ship easy and great docs and tutorials. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL. Do you put your edge computing close to your users? You should put your data there too. Terso makes this easy utilizing the developer experience of SQLite. Access a free starter plan at terso.tech/codestory. Terso, welcome to the data edge. This episode is brought to you by our friends at MemberStack. MemberStack is the fastest way for you to launch a beautiful Webflow MVP with robust authentication and smooth payments integration. Join companies like Slack and American Airlines in serving millions of members every single day. Get started for free by visiting memberstack.com/codestory. Jolb Reedberghem lives in Amsterdam, which he says is awesome because there are so many types of amazing cuisine there. He's always been a creator of things, art, photography, product, and technology, to name a few. He finds it's an odd trait to create art and be in tech, as there's not a lot of people who lead from a designer's mind. He has been supporting early-stage startups for the last 13 years. But outside of tech, he loves to do anything boarding and mentioned he loves to snowboard in Austria every year. In his last role, Yob was in charge of marketing and growth of an integrations platform in healthcare tech. He dreamt of a way to enable developers and users of this platform to easily understand and implement their system. Once he met up with his co-founder, who was passionate about solving the same thing, they set out to conquer this problem. This is the creation story of AlphaDoc. My last role, I was the CMO at a health tech API gateway. So we were connecting the EHR systems from, you know, hospitals and GP practices across the world and building these, you know, integrations in legacy systems. And then on one hand, exposing that through an API. So we made it very easy and accessible for people to integrate into these healthcare systems. 
me being in charge of the of the marketing and growth side of the business obviously i'm looking at you know how can i make it as easy as possible for developers for any stakeholder that will look at this solution to be onboarded to be wowed by it so that was my sort of initial thought you know like i want to help companies onboard developers sell into developers and make it really like low threshold to yeah to get started building with with all of these developer focused products then i met up with my two co-founders who previously built a fintech gateway so a white label payment gateway which they sold in 2018 to Verifone, big US payments company. So they had seen, you know, similar problems, but in a different industry. So we all, you know, had to sort of believe that we want to make it a lot easier for companies to onboard developers onto their products and to put their products in the market, basically. Tell me about the MVP. So that first version of the product you built, how long did it take to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? So my background is, you know, from growth and experimental, you know, approach to testing hypothesis and, you know, going very sort of like small. And so basically our MVP was, you know, the prototypes that we built in two weeks. So when we started out the company about a year ago, we, you know, we had this idea what we wanted to build, but we first wanted to validate with the market that that was actually the best possible thing to build. What we did is we, you know, we started sketching in Miro and we started like doing these customer calls and just doing a screen share, sticking like post-it notes on everything that the users are were saying. From that, we got a product designer for two weeks that helped us create these high fidelity prototypes in Figma. He actually turned out to become our product designer. So Stefan, he's a great person and really skilled, you know, product designer and front-end developer. So he helped us turn, you know, all of our sort of rough sketches and all of our ideas into these high fidelity prototypes that we could then already start plugging into the market. You know, we went out with nothing more than just these prototypes, some videos of it and a marketing website because we wanted to already get a feel for how this would resonate for people and if they would go through the hassle filling in a really long lead form to, to get access to it. Let's stay on the MVP for a minute. With any MVP, you've got to make certain decisions and trade-offs around feature cut, focus, how you're going to start, all those things. You're kind of touching on those at a high level, but maybe take me into one really important one um, and, and how you worked through that decisions and trade-off, that decision and trade-off and, and how you cope with the decisions. Our vision was that we wanted to empower not just developers, but also the audiences that are heavily involved in, in developer experience or you know that are around development. So like product people or technical writers and all of those people. So we wanted to build a product that could be used by obviously developers, but also by the non or the less technical audiences. So what we did is we stepped a bit away from some companies like to have this docs as code approach where everything is, you know, in the code and documentation is there right next to the code base. But instead, what we did as a first version, we made the decision to make more of a WYSIWYG, like a what you see is what you get editor, where you could like pull in like APIs and then, you know, create these visual flow charts to explain use cases and all of that without actually having to dive deep into the, the nitty gritty of, you know, like versioning and code and like we made it more accessible. So there was definitely a trade-off and 
obviously when you make these kind of like decisions you also have an audience that might not like it or you know it might not be a fit for this you know v1 of the product this episode is encrypted by cypherstash data breaches are becoming a fact of life know why one of the reasons is because developers lack the right tooling to get the job done i.e encryption at rest tools are complex and inadequate the solution encryption in use with cypherstash Cypherstash uses searchable encryption and use technology, providing continuous and universal protection for sensitive data. With Cypherstash, you can turn your existing database into a vault, utilizing zero-trust key management, SQL native, and with no code. Though encryption is complicated, Cypherstash is easy to use. The tool fully supports SQL via a drop-in driver replacement, supporting the query types you know and love today. And did we mention it's fast? For queries over 100 million records, you can expect additional overhead of less than one millisecond. It's a no-brainer. Get started by reviewing their docs or downloading sample projects in Rails or Node plus SQLize today. Visit cypherstash.com slash codestory and get started protecting your data. This episode is supported by Treble. This day and age, APIs are a fact of life. And as such, product and engineering teams need tooling that is lightweight, real-time, and data-rich to help them ship and maintain APIs faster. That's where Treble comes in. Treble is an all-in-one platform for the entire API lifecycle. The product offers world-class monitoring and observability, providing more than 40 data points for each request, enabling you to understand everything from performance to user behavior. Dashboards help connecting your entire team for lifecycle collaboration. Documentation is automatically generated, saving massive amounts of time for your development team with every new release. And setting up Treble? Super easy and fast. In three simple steps, you can be up and running with their platform. Their pricing is designed to support API teams of all sizes. So get started with Treble today and automate your API ops. Did I mention they have a free forever plan? Find out more by visiting treble.com slash codestory. That's T-R-B-L-L-E dot com slash code story. So let's move forward then. You've got your MVP. It's working. How did you progress the product and mature it from there? Or how are you doing that? And I think, you know, to wrap that question in a box a little bit, what I'm looking for is how do you build your roadmap? How do you decide, okay, this is the next most important thing to build or to address with AlphaDoc? What we do is we always say, you know, when we started building the MVP, so the MVP was like finished like last February, something like that. And then we were like, okay, what's the roadmap gonna be? But we kind of wanted to have that determined by people actually using the product and people that are actually also willing to commit payment. What we're doing is we're speaking to about, you know, maybe 15 to 20 people, companies each week to understand, you know, what are the problems they're running into? What is, you know, the sort of the big value adds that we can add to our product? So I'm doing many of these calls, but also my co-founders and the rest of the team. And what I'm doing is we're sharing these insights of each conversation into a Slack channel. And we also add it to Product Board. So we use Product Board to collect all of the different data that we get from different sources. So whenever someone fills in the lead form, on our website, it gets pushed to Product Board. Whenever someone you know, fills out a live chat in our product, then it gets pushed to Product Board. We also push it to another tool that we recently started using, which is called Review. The gist is basically, you know, you want to sort of have that central hub where all of your insights are. So 
that's what we're doing. We're collecting all of these insights and then we, you know, once a month we look at the, the roadmap and the things that are upcoming. And we also look at what we think could be the big value adds for our users. So, you know, I hear you saying we. Tell me about your team, how you went about building your team. And, you know, what do you look for in those people to indicate that they are the winning horses to join you? So we have a founding team of three people. We have myself, then there is Hans, who is the CTO, and then there is Dan, who is the CPO. And the first hire we made, funny enough, was not a developer, but it was a product designer. So our first hire was Stefan, who is a really great product designer. And also the trait that we were looking for when we were searching for this person, you know, it was this always be learning mindset. And when we spoke with him, he told us about, you know, that he was previously did a coding bootcamp. He is like industrial designer by, by school, but then he started doing more software and doing product design of, of software products. Then he wanted to also learn how to actually build the products that he was designing. So he did a coding bootcamp. And that's kind of this, you know, mindset that we're looking for. You know, it's always like wanting to develop, always like learning new things. You know, we have this channel where in Slack where we share all sorts of articles and interesting tools. And you kind of just want to have those people that are, you know, diving on it and just learning continuously, like about new things that are happening. Yeah, that's what we found in him. But also when we started hiring more engineers, then... That was also a trait that was very important for us, this ownership, entrepreneurial minds that we can just, you know, with limited guidance can achieve a lot. This episode was automatically optimized by Cast. If you run cloud-native software on AWS, Google Cloud, or Azure, you know how out of hand the bill can get. This uncertainty hurts your business, but you can solve it with Cast AI. Cast AI automates cloud costs, performance, and security management for hundreds of companies of all sizes. The platform's customers begin saving immediately and cut an average of over 60%. So before you go and sign a multi-year contract with a cloud provider or lay people off, check out what Cast AI can do for you. To get you saving even faster, Cast AI is offering a free cloud cost audit with a personal consultation. Visit cast.ai slash codestory to get started. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL, the popular fork of SQLite. If you put your edge computing close to your users, like with Netlify or Vercel edge functions or Cloudflare workers, you should put your data there too in order to maximize performance gains at the edge. Terso makes it easy. With a developer experience of SQLite and a distributed database, you can replicate much closer to your users than traditional database offerings in the cloud. Terso's lightweight, easy to use, and free to get started. The team at Terso is offering a generous starter plan specifically for CodeStory listeners. Head over to terso.tech slash CodeStory and get started today. That's T-U-R-S-O dot tech slash CodeStory. Terso. Welcome to the Data Edge. Okay, let's flip to scalability then, and this will be interesting. Did you build this to scale efficiently from day one uh, in any sort of capacity, or have you been fighting this as you grow and gain traction? So we built a product on mostly on AWS products, and we started using this concept of AWS Lambda functions. That is great for scalability, 
but it's actually not that great for you know a startup of our size back when we started. We built the product around these functions from AWS and it was very scalable, but actually it was slow for some of our users because the way that it works is that like these functions, they need to be warmed up. So it means like it can handle large volumes, but it also needs to warm up, which actually might give you sort of a sense that it's a bit slower. So we started with this and then we quickly realized that that didn't make much sense. So we shifted to a different approach there to be more matching with the phase we're in. So as you step out on the balcony, you look across all that you've built. What are you most proud of? So what I'm really proud of at this point is that we're able to pull two different audiences together. So we're able to pulling this on one hand tech and development audience and on the other hand a more business savvy audience together and we're helping them solve a number of problems and we're helping them essentially you know yeah sell into developers and making that whole self-serve you know bottom-up motion a lot easier and i'm really proud of you know the things we're doing in that aspect that we're basically solving an engineering problem with a commercial mindset let's flip the script a little bit Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. I think at the start, you know, I was just really happy whenever someone wanted to talk and whenever someone wanted to try out our product that I kind of forgot a little bit to, you know, set a clear framework for how are we actually going to convert these people from users into closed deals and revenue. So, you know, kind of like, okay, open the door and let everyone in and just like, you know, want to try it sure go ahead and i'll onboard you and like without putting like at the start too much thinking into what is you know our best sort of audience or where and of course you need to learn you know you don't know at the start so you sort of shape it as you go along but i let that go too loose for too long so yeah that you know then you don't know which of these people is actually going to convert it into a paying customer Okay, so what does the future look like for AlphaDoc, the, the product, and for your team? Yeah, so we just released a couple of really exciting features. You know, we've obviously we've been building a lot of cool things with AI, and the end goal there, I believe, is always, you know, to give value to people and to users and not just some kind of like checkbox. Okay, we have something with AI. So that's why we only recently, like last month, released it into our main product. We were prototyping with it for like, you know, a long time before that, but it wasn't the right time for us to, for example, use AI in the main product because there were other things that were in higher demand by our users. So we decided to build that first into the product. But yeah, we released now the first version of our interface where developers can ask any questions about, you know, the APIs, the SDKs, the documentations. That's kind of like a thing that we will build upon and we will build new versions of that. Then also we're going to do more around the go-to-market. So we're going to also develop integrations with go-to-market systems like CRM systems such as, you know, HubSpot or Salesforce so that you can actually also feedback learnings from maybe what happens in the sandbox or, you know, like around the developer onboarding that you can also give these insights to to the rest of the teams. Let's switch to you, Yo. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or many persons or something you look up to and why. 
we took the approach of instead of having like maybe one or two investors, we took the approach of having a larger group of angel investors in this first phase because many of them, you know, have built unicorn startups and have built really great products. And every single one of them is helping us on different areas. So whether it's, you know, strategy or product or tech, many of those, I just, you know, I love to work together with them because they have been or they are still in the trenches and they know really well, you know, about the, the hustle from, you know, building a company and a product. And I love to collaborate with many of them. Aside from that, a company that I recently think is doing actually really cool stuff is a company called PostHawk. And PostHawk is an you know, event-based tracking tool where I've, I come from the growth space. So, you know, I was already building things with like implementing Mixpanel and Amplitude many years ago. And I didn't think, honestly, that there would be another tool that would also do a lot of cool things. But I see a lot of things happening from PostHawk. I see a lot of uh, impressive things happening there and there seem to be shipping a lot. Um, so, uh, yeah, looking up to those people and also just in general, I tend to spend quite a bit of time on Twitter each evening, you know, just diving into threads of people building stuff with AI and LLMs. And, you know, there's just many, many people that I look up to and, yeah, that I like to learn from. So we, we talked about a mistake earlier, but this is a little different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do different? Where would you consider taking a different approach? Could have been something that worked and maybe even worked well, but you might tweak it a little bit. I would probably do more effort to get like two, three customers, you know, everything they wanted. So you could build like from the start, you can have like a couple of use cases before you even go out into the into the open. So that's probably something. And then another one, I would probably also start asking people to take out their credit card and start paying for the for the product sooner. Because, you know, that's, I think, a great way to just test if people actually want what you have to offer. Yo, last question. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world and can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person, having gone down this road a bit? I think in general, you know, I always try to be a little bit careful with giving too much advice on you should do it this way. A lot of it is also dependent on many other things, you know, and in the context. But I just, you know, I love these quotes. Some of them are a bit cheesy, but build something people want is something that, you know, always, you know, is mentioned, but it's just, it's so good. You know, it's like, yeah. That's the core of everything. It's like, if you don't build something that people want, then none of it matters. The other one is, you know, focus on the problem and not the solution, but that's also kind of related to, you know, build something that people want. Another advice would be to, you know, set milestones and be really rigorous on meeting those deadlines and meeting those milestones, you know, like there's a big difference in between like the companies that are not hitting milestones and the companies that are hitting milestones and deadlines and do what they say they do you know that's another thing that i would really advise founders to do and the final one would be just get your product out in the open get as much feedback as possible you know most companies they don't die of you know like other companies that you know take their space it's mostly just like issues inside the company and yeah, that's why we always like to also just collaborate with the ecosystem and other companies doing similar things and you know, developer tooling or developer experience, because at the end of the day, that's not going to determine our success. That's great advice. Well, Yob, thank you for being on the show today. And thank you for telling the creation story of AlphaDoc. 
Awesome. Thanks for the invite. And it was really great to, uh, to chat. And this concludes another chapter of Coat Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.